Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental. Keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. Hey there, thanks for joining me. I'm Jenny Cressman and this is a little chat show called Everything Bagels. This show isn't about bagels, of course. It's about anything and everything. It's just me having conversations with interesting people who are doing interesting things. One day, maybe I will interview someone who makes bagels. Who knows? Maybe I'll interview Jesse Cook about the show's theme music, Bogota by Bus. Maybe this time I'll win the lottery and be able to... uh, Well, maybe I'll just get started with the show now. Hey there, y'all. This is Jenny back in the studio, and today I have with me a really interesting character. He is a child prodigy, all grown up. (laughs) Yes, I did read that somewhere. You may not know his name, but by the end of this interview, you're going to know a lot about him. There won't be a quiz, though. Don't worry. So with me today is Ralph Ferris. Hello, Ralph. Hello, Jenny. Well, welcome to, I, I shouldn't say welcome to Muskoka, because you've kind of been in the hood for a little while. I have but indeed. Let me, let me just tell people a little bit, first of all, who you are and what you've done. Not that I can go into the whole list. That would take much more time than we have. Ralph was born in Boston to musical parents with connections in Vermont and Maine. He began studying music at age three, initially the recorder and piano, but by age six shifted to violin. He's then had a lengthy career from there, running the gamut of musical genres, from rock and jazz to Broadway, and I think there was even a little country music thrown in for good measure. Ralph is a composer, conductor, producer, music director, arranger, a performer on violin, viola, and electric strings, which we may or may not have time to hear about. Um, And straight out of Juilliard, where he was an award-winning graduate, also a three-time Tanglewood Fellow and a Young Arts Master Teacher. It goes on and on. Grammy Award winning, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, after Juilliard hit the road as advancing music director and fiddle player for Roger Daltrey's 94 Celebration Tour, which led to a 16 and a half year stint as the original violin viola chair on Broadway's Lion King. So Lion King has been a big factor in your life, as has Ethel, which we'll hear about Later, it's a witch, not a whom. And let's see, what else? You've performed with a lot of people that people will recognize. Our listeners will know names like Paul Simon, Thomas Dolby, Pete Townsend, Leonard Bernstein, Alice Cooper, Sinead O'Connor, Joe Jackson, Lou Reed, Todd Rundgren, and the list goes on and on, but those are just some of the names that jumped out at me. So, again, Ralph, thanks for coming in and chatting with me. Now I'll give you a chance to talk. <laughs> Jenny, you're so sweet. And who is this guy? Wow. <laughs> that all sounds very exciting. Uh it's such a pleasure to be with you today, and and I'm actually I'll, I'll announce I'm very sad. This is my last day in this gorgeous country. We're heading back to YYZ as soon as we're done with this interview, and I'm so sad. Okay, and flying from Toronto to where? Back to New York City. Okay, um, because it all starts. I have a school year which starts tomorrow, um, uh-huh. and uh, I'm here with my wife, and she's going back to Museum of Natural History, and then she's going to Guyana. Wow, um, for, for a collecting tour. Um, okay. 
Okay. She's going to be collecting wasps out in the field. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I shall have her in sometime then to talk about that, I guess. But first of all, tell us what you're doing here. Well, you're here at the doorstep of Algonquin Park. Why? Well, so I am an alum of the Hermitage Artists, uh, the Hermitage, Art, uh, Hermitage Artists Retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... Um, in Florida. It's, yeah, it's in Florida, in Englewood, Florida, um, with Ethel, my ensemble. Um, I've been there a few times, um, and uh, as a solo artist and composer, I've been there and also building projects there. For the alums, they made this amazing new connection with uh, Betts and Gail Siegfried uh-huh. um, over on uh, Lake Oxtongue, and they made it possible for some alums to come up and do their work on Lake Oxtongue. So that's okay. why I'm here. And this is just the beginning of a program. This is a new partnership that's being built. And it was such, such a delight to be part of this sort of pilot program of it. So it's Chape Inn at the Siegfried Zone. Is it going to be sort of called Hermitage North? Or There's, I think they're all working, they're working all that out right now. It's not, okay. it's not finished yet the plan okay. I, but they're developing it they're figuring out works they're figuring out how the how to support the artists how to support bets and gail as they're doing this beautiful work um so yes the chapin you could say that the chapin f- felt like hermitage north but it's not mm-hmm. official yet so. okay okay and you're one of the first or the first i'm one of the first i think okay. there were three or four artists before me that last season and then this season Okay, and and so that's where I met you. Yes, I know Bets, and so I was very pleased to be invited to your show that you had your uh, demonstration of what you had done while there. Yes, um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes, I I came here with the plan to do something really crazy, difficult that is a lot of fun. It's called table music. It's a type of music. If you picture, um, you're reading a sheet of music, just a single page, mm-hmm. um, single line of music, and you're looking down at it. And across the table from you is someone who's looking down at that same piece of paper, but they're looking at the music the other way, upside down. So uh-huh. I'm reading one way and my colleague or my friend across the table is reading the other way, upside down and backwards. So it so saves on paper. It saves on paper. That's okay. exactly it. And uh, Mozart did this music. Talamon did this music. Toffel music. Yeah, Toffel music. Like, yes. Going back in the archives of my brain, I remember hearing about Toffel music, but I never understood what it was until I heard you perform and explain it. I appreciate that. There are several different definitions. There are also, um, there are four-part Toffel musics and, and, and earlier examples. It does mean it's not written about a lot. It's not written. The music itself isn't created that much nowadays. Uh-huh. So I, I found there was a little niche. I enjoyed the work. It's really confusing to write upside down and backwards. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I can't even imagine writing upside or straight oh, side up. Oh my <laughs> Lord. Um, and it's, and I've wanted to, I wrote one really big, really difficult piece for my Ethel colleagues mm-hmm. about 15 years ago, loved the process, but realized the piece was too hard for anyone to actually reasonably put it on a table and figure out how to do it. Um, so I realized I wanted to make a coffee table book um, of pieces that people just pull out of the book and just sit them down on the table and sit and have fun. And so I'm working with a designer, a brilliant designer from New York. His name is Mark Kingsley. Mm -hmm. He's going to design a coffee table book. Once I've got the pieces done, I've got the scratches and ideas of most of the pieces now. Um, And I'm dealing with different clefs. For those of you who speak music, I've got the Mm -hmm. treble clef, the alto clef, the bass clef. um, I had a revelation that writing table music for viola is actually easier than anything else. And Nothing is easier for viola, so <laughs> I was very excited about that. 
So you're drawn to the challenge. Very drawn to the challenge. And it really is a puzzle. It's yeah. f- And it's fun to figure it out. And when it works, there are these eureka moments and it's great, great happiness and dancing and joy. And then I go canoe on the lake. Yeah. Well, <laughs> although I think you mentioned that you're not as good at that as you thought you would be. I grew up on a canoe and my dad thought he was a, a sporting boatsman. I clearly thought I had inherited that the mm-hmm. very first moment we tried to get into the new straight into the drink. Straight, it just <laughs> immediate. But we got it out of our system. As long as you didn't have the viola with you. Yeah, the viola's not with me. <laughs> but it, straight after that, we basically went canoeing every day after that for two uh-huh. weeks. And, and it was just magnificent. And then the trails, the hiking was uh-huh. absolutely awesome. We saw beavers and and the hiking. It was just so such a beautiful country. But here. you missed seeing that large charismatic animal we're so famous for. I don't believe that moose exist. <laughs> well, you should have gone to the Algonquin Park Visitor Center. They have a display there with the moose. Technically, it was roadkill, but it's what <laughs> actually a live moose living in the park at one time. So, <laughs> anyway, it, you wouldn't know what to look at it. It's <laughs> Poor moose. So you'll have to come back and, I, and yes. have another look. So while you were here... How long was the time that you were here? It was just under two weeks. We got here uh-huh. uh, two Saturdays ago, and it's a Friday now. So, um, yeah, I think 13 days, something like that. Okay, so it was yeah. sort of a two-week in residency. Two-week residency. And yeah. then at the Hermit- Hermitage, typically, how long would you be in a residency That's there? also two weeks. I think it's it's I think it's uh, two sets of two weeks. So you, you can go for two weeks and then you come back another two weeks. Okay. Um, might be three sets of two weeks, but. And it's yeah. not just for musicians at the Hermitage. No, 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 no. There's no, all no. kinds of art. Um, yes. Visual arts, theater, they've mm-hmm. got Pulitzer, Pulitzer Prize winning playwrights and, mm-hmm. um, and dramaturgs and directors and, uh, and dances is, uh, they're building for dance now, I think. Mm. Uh, they were just, they have had some near misses by the, the, series of hurricanes oh um, down there. And the, the, I, I understand that the Hermitage is okay, but the, the road to get to the Hermitage on Inglewood okay. on Minnesota so Key. Sarasota is, County, so it's Sarasota County. Yeah, Minnesota Key yeah. uh, in, and the, the city is Englewood. Okay. And I think there was a washout of the road again, and it's just, Oops. it's so devastating and it's so sad to see yeah. this beautiful place. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they'll rebuild it and get uh, everything up and running again soon. For sure. So, residencies seems to be a bit of a theme. You you have a residency in New York and one in Ohio and you've had them all over the place. Grand Canyon. (laughs) Yeah. How how do you know where you, where your underwear is packed? Oh, 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 well, that's, that's, that's a great way to look at it. Um, Faith, a lot of faith. (laughs) um, The residencies are are a really beautiful thing that that I think they probably grew out of the sponsorships from from Mm. courts back in the day, you Mm -hmm. know, and um, the Estrahazis say um, Mm -hmm. um, that that an artist has work to do. They need a space to do it. Um, There are folks who want to see the art brought into the world. They make a space available um, and they, they facilitate to 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 allow the artist to do their work and find, find the time and the, the quiet to Uh do the work. Um, that's, I think how the hermitage came, came about, um, a couple decades back and, and, um, this beautiful compound on Lake Oxtongue, uh, the sea Creek fan, uh, Betts and Gail, um, the, the sisters, they, they decided to, to build something beautiful for artists and, and Betts is a astonishing photographer herself. Yes. So yes. she knows what it means to be quiet and mm-hmm. be, to be able to do your work. And, and the importance of that. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you're splitting your time now mostly, though, between New York and Ohio. Actually, mostly between New York and Boston now. Boston. Actually, Cambridge, because I'm faculty and director of chamber music at Longy School of Music of Bard College. Um, And then with Ethel, I'm in residence at the Metropolitan Museum of Art and also in Ohio at Denison University. Okay, we're going to stop there and then we're going to have a little commercial break and come right back with Ralph Ferris and Ethel. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. Hello, this is Jenny Cressman, back with Everything Bagels, featuring our special guest today, Ralph Ferris. Ralph, if people want to learn more about you than they will learn in this interview, where can they find out info? They can find information on Ethel at www.ethelcentral.org, and that's just the name Ethel, ethelcentral.org. My website is ralphfarris.com, that's F as in Frank, A as in Apple, R-R-I-S.com. And I would also say we are keen to share Ethel's work with you on our YouTube channel, which is at Ethel Central. Okay, and Wikipedia. You're also on Wikipedia. Uh, Oh, yeah, I guess we are. Yes, yes. Yes, well, you are. Oh, I am. Yes, Yes, you, you yourself. (laughs) So, but you yourself, you're the father of Ethel. (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm one of the parents. I'm not the father. No, I'm one of the parents. Yes. Yes. There were four of us, yes. Well, and they're one of the parents um, in this quadruplex. (laughs) Dorothy Lawson. Tell us about her. I hear she hails from Toronto. She does. And her dad was a city planner, I believe, in Toronto. So now that I've spent some time in Toronto, I, I actually need to chat with her and say, what did you, what did your dad build? Yeah. Um, she's a cellist. She went to, uh, to the, oh, what was it called? University of Toronto. She went to University of Toronto, mm-hmm. then she went to Vienna, then she went to Juilliard. Um, she played in the Toronto Symphony. She did all the freelancing mm. in, in Toronto. She's all the good stuff. Yeah, she's fabulous and, and a dear, dear one of my very best friends. My other best friend is from Nepean. From Nepean. Yeah, Raja Raman. <laughs> He's the director of Las Vegas School of the oh, Arts. Okay. Yeah. So uh, what Nevada about School of the Arts? The, Sorry. the other four members of the quartet, string quartet. Well, three, right. right, Other three, the four members. Did you all meet at Juilliard? The, the original four members met on a gig, actually not at Juilliard. Three of us were from Juilliard and one was from, uh, from Eastman, but we were all different ages. I was the youngest at one point. I was the youngest. Now Mm -hmm. I'm the second oldest, which is crazy (laughs) because we've been at it for 25 years. This is our 25th year of Ethel. So are you and Dorothy, the originals and the others changed out a couple of times? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, Ethel has been running for how many years in total? 25. Holy moly. And you've got an anniversary coming up October 5th, right? Yes. Big gala uh, in New York City. So anybody who wants to swing on down, come visit us on Ethel Central. Um, being hosted by uh, John Schaefer hmm. of WNYC. You know, okay. th- you might know that 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 mind and that voice. He knows everything there is to know about music. Um, we're celebrating Jim Rowe of St. Luke's Orchestra. Okay. Um, and Elizabeth Streb of Streb Extreme Action. Okay. Well, maybe the There'll be a YouTube post after the fact because this interview probably won't air until it's too late to go. Ah, okay. So if you don't have your tickets already, sorry. Um, but t- let's talk more about Ethel. That's such a big piece of your life. Yeah. And Ethel is taking you lots of places, including to the Grammys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
that was a treat. We were we were a supporting artist to our good friend Kurt Elling, who is mm-hmm. jazz legend, just astonishing mm-hmm. talent. And he had been up for Grammy after Grammy after Grammy and never got to to walk up to the podium. And it was for this album dedicated to you that he decided he had the brilliant idea of bringing a string quartet on um, that he actually won the Grammy. And so we're delighted to 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 share in that honor with him, be part of his his vision and his exceptional music. And and Ethel has gone many places. We were talking about residencies earlier, and I think the whole bunch of you Ethel lights <laughs> <laughs> have been in residence at various places and continue to be such, including the Met. Yep. Yeah. Metropolitan Museum of Art um, started out at the, at the Balcony Bar, mm-hmm. and now we're in the Petri Court Cafe. We're going back to the Balcony Bar, and during the last three years, when when folks were staying in, we were we were recording a virtual series. We had Balcony cool. Bar from Home on Fridays on the Mets Facebook page. It's all still up there. A lot of amazing stuff from us and all of our friends, Todd Rundgren among them. Yeah. So. Well, in Grand Canyon, that was an awful thing too. Grand Canyon Music Festival, the Native American Composers Apprenticeship Project. We were for 10 years artists in residence there working with none other than Pulitzer Prize winner Raven Chacon mm-hmm. um, and working with young Navajo and Hopi uh, composition students and playing their music and touring all around Navajo and Hopi nations. Cool. A- yeah. And your music uh, or your arrangements have been all over the world. I guess Tasmania. From Russia with love. (laughs) Uh, Wherever else. All sorts of places. Yeah, the Communications Museum in St. Petersburg. That was really neat. Mm -hmm. They had a gigantic satellite tower, I think, inside. Mm. Um, Tasmania, Port Arthur Convict Camp, is it Mm. called? Okay. Beautiful location and such a tragic thing that happened there in Australia. Um, Mm. But such a just lovely place and really treasured in the Tasmanian community. Um, Played in a... um, uh, in a Dutch sewage treatment plant. Um, you know, we, we get to do the good stuff. We, it's a really good yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, where you're wearing your you know, whole suits for the whites and outfits. There it is. The yeah. There it is. <laughs> oh, so Ethel will continue to move forward and do various things. Are there particular projects on the horizon for Ethel? Yes. So right now, it, in that it is our 25th anniversary, yeah. we, we've got six or seven albums coming out. I can't even keep track of them. Um, they're, they're slowly trickling out of the next, next year plus mm-hmm. or so. Um, we're continuing to build, uh, programs with our old friend and collaborator, Robert Mirabal. Mm-hmm. Um, he is an elder and, uh, native American elder, um, first nations elder, I might say up here, right. Mm-hmm. Um, from Taos Pueblo flute player, storyteller, amazing, uh, brilliant talent, uh, building programs with him. Uh, we have a program with, uh, flutist and composer, Alison Loggins Hull, um, that we're touring and a violinist, a Lebanese violinist, Leal Shakesh. Uh, we've got a program with her. So we've got a new album with Alison, new album with Leal. Mm. Um, our, our album circus wandering city will be coming out in the mm-hmm. next year plus or so. That's been with the Ringling in, Museum. Uh, yes, from yeah. the Ringling Museum. That was a commission from the Ringling Museum and, cool. and the Brooklyn Academy of Music. So a lot of albums, a lot of touring, mm-hmm. um, and I've got a lot of table music to to complete. <laughs> right, right. You're you're a busy guy. Yeah. So just Ethel, for people who aren't familiar with Ethel, um, your founding member and artistic director, and it's described as a genre bending string quartet. So genre bending, not, not gender bending, but genre bending. <laughs> Yes. What, yeah. How, what does that mean? Well, I I feel 
I think it, it refers to um, when people say that there's sort of there's an expectation when you hear string quartet, there's mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the tuxedos and the fourth wall and all the formality. And it's just it doesn't exist for us. And alongside that, we we don't really hold to the the lines in the sand about well, you can do this or you can't do that mm. technically okay. or musically. So, so you so, color outside the lines. Yes, color outside the lines. Exactly. That's a great way to say okay. it. I'm going to use that from this point forward. But we haven't <laughs> y- yet gone into into gender bending. I'm not, maybe that's the next step. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll leave that one. Uh, but where does the name come from? The and na- it's always all in capitals. So yes. does it stand for something? It doesn't. That just ended up being a copy thing that ended up oh. making sense and it looks great on a tattoo. Um, <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, the name means absolutely nothing, which is okay. marvelous. It's just, yes. and every once in a while I start thinking, wait, I'm in a group called Ethel. That doesn't make any sense. But the inspiration came from uh, the play Shakespeare in Love where the mm. bard was commissioned to write a play called Romeo and Ethel the Pirate's Daughter. And ah. Ethel, um, our one of our founding members, Mary Rowell, was from the great Northeast Kingdom, is it, from Vermont? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and she just thought that was the bee's knees hilarious. Ethel. And so we all just cracked up and let's just call ourselves Ethel and then it stuck. Well, and it, you're probably the only string quartet in the world that has its own tattoo. That may be. That may be. Can you describe that for our listeners? It's a, okay, so it's a heart with a little banner on it. It looks like a classic, like mom tattoo. Yeah. Um, that you'd see on some, you know, some sailor's arm or something, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. little yellow banner, and it says Ethel, and it's handwritten. It looks very homemadey, sort of thing, designed by my colleague and partner uh, with the table music, to Mark King, Mark Kingsley. Um, it's just a sweet, fun thing that we've been doing for twenty five years. So and you, you give to, out the tattoos give out to the people tattoos, that are yes. the temporary ones. Temporary. Do you have a permanent one? I do not. My brother does. <gasps> okay. I do not. I never have. I'm scared of needles. I can't believe I even got an ear pierced. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, yeah, not for me, but I love the temporary tats. Okay. Well, shifting a little bit then from your mom tattoo to your mom, we have just a couple minutes left. Can you tell us about the project going on with your mom? But let me just first say, I, I noticed your work with the 911 relief support oh, and and in one place, I read about various people who were involved with that. Um, uh, Judy Collins, the Vienna Boys Choir, Dishwalla, and then your mother also. <laughs> yeah. My mom is an extraordinary lady. Uh, just quickly about the 911 relief effort. It was at St. Paul's Chapel mm-hmm. in New York City, they, mm-hmm. known as the Miracle Church. It was George Washington's church. And that's where... It was right next to the World Trade Center, and that's yeah. where the workers came, and we brought yeah. music to them during during that the, that period. So three it was times a day, three times a day, a seven days a week. Wow! Yeah, it was the, it was relief for the relief workers, really. But yeah. for us, it, to be able to do something was so so special. Yeah. Brought all these new musicians from New York and all around the world um, mm-hmm. to come and play, and among them was my mother. My mother's an exceptional pianist and organist, and she has a just amazing story to tell called. The accompanist. She's written a book in partnership with Mark Ebner, and it's the story of her life. Um, specifically, the real heavy part of it is her first marriage when she was married uh-huh. um, to the parent of uh, my three siblings. Mm-hmm. That man, after a lot of marital strife, five, six years, kidnapped the three children mm-hmm. and he took them for 16 years. After that, my mom found my dad, had me, and then 
eventually part of the family was reunited. And this is my mother's story. Yeah. And it is amazing. It's the accompanist. We're looking for publishing right now. So okay. that's, that's what we're up to. Okay. Well, we can talk after we close about the publishing industry because I'm looking for one too. Aha. Anyway, thank you very much for coming in, Ralph Ferris. We'll find more information about Ralph on his same name website and on ethelcentral.org, if not Wikipedia. Thank you again, Ralph Ferris. Jenny, thank you so much, Jenny. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to Everything Bagels, a show about anything and everything, airing every other Sunday on 887 The Bay. If you missed the show, don't worry. You can find podcasts of all my interviews on two websites, huntersbayradio.com and muskokaunlimited.com. I post links to the shows on Facebook, as well as photos of my guests. Look for the author, Jenny Cressman Page, and follow me around. I'll try to keep you entertained. Everything Bagels with me, Jenny Cressman, will be back again in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Enjoy life. Enjoy bagels. Enjoy everything you can. Hasta luego.